0: What the deal be, everybody here in Bracago? I hope you are doing well. This is the Spawn Me podcast, and it is Black History Month, so you know what that means. That means collard greens, neck bones for everybody. Spawn Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk new what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bracago, y'all. What up, what up, everybody here in Chicago, here everybody in the Spawn on Me podcast land. I'm your host, Kylie Faddams. I hope you are doing well. I hope everyone is doing okay. I hope you are washing your hands, washing your butt. hope you are keeping yourself safe out here in a COVID world. I hope you are doing your things and making sure you're keeping yourself safe. I want to give everybody a huge shout out for coming through tonight here in Twitch land, everybody in podcast land, everybody in radio land, all the places that we reside. We want to give you massive love and give you some 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 good words today because we have a lot of good stuff coming Uh, for our show this evening. Um, We had a fantastic show last week. If you missed it, make sure you go back and check out the archive because if you are missing stuff like that, then I don't know what to tell you. You are missing all the goodness in your life and you are just botching it right now. You're not doing the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, You need to go get your life right and figure that stuff out in the best ways that you possibly can. Again, all the folks here who have been rocking with us of late, you all know the wonderful folks over at team Liquid have been supporting us this month. They have been doing their thing. They have been hooking it up for all of us in Berkago by sponsoring the show. Make sure you go to tl.gg slash spawn on me. If you want to go cop some of that new gear, uh, that new Miles Morales junket is so fire right now. It looks so good. Got to give them some props and some love for being able to hook us up uh, and rock with us during the show. Of course it is black history month. Again, we are doing some cool stuff uh, with Our friends here on the platform on Twitch, we're going to be talking about that a little bit towards the end of the show or after the break, I would say when we start getting into some of the conversations around the news of the week, but this week we have a fantastic show. We got some dope guests coming through rocking with us this week. We're going to be talking about this fantastic event that we're going to be doing uh, with our friends over at a head money, because look at this, this is cool. If you are thinking about, one of you know, one of the conversations we've had on our show for a long time is about financial stability, about making sure that our community especially uh, is, is, is getting themselves learned up uh, and when it comes to taking care of your money, building financial wealth, building institutional wealth in the black and brown communities, which is a huge part of the conversation for what we wanna do. I'm gonna play a quick, quick sizzle uh, uh, trailer for what's gonna be coming up uh, during this weekend on the sixth front page of Twitch. We're gonna be rocking. A whole bunch of dope folks are going to be coming through. We're going to introduce some of them coming up in one second. But before we do that, I want to play this quick uh, trailer and let you see what that's about. And then we're going to come back with our guests right after that. To the stage, we have some dope, dope folks rocking with us tonight. We have COO of Head Money, Kimberly Morgan. We have ESPN and MSG analyst, Monica McNutt. And we have the fam, the fam, the fam, the fam, music maestro, mm-hmm. magical man in the music industry, Wayno, rocking with us tonight. Thank you all of you for coming through for this evening and coming to hang out with us in Chicago and on Spawn no on Me. So happy to have you all here with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. A what's pleasure. Up, up? Yo, so I'm excited to rock with y'all tonight. Of course, when we kind of had this concept, again, I have to give the massive love to the fan, Marvin Bing, who is, you know, my man, 100 grand, continues to put wonderful opportunities in, in, in our purview. It continues to link us up with amazing folks like you all tonight uh, doing really cool things in the world. Um, I want to first go to, to, to Kimberly about you know, what this conversation is going to be about on Saturday. I think that there's going to be, you know, lots of really cool things that we're going to be able to do together when this stream is kind of off and running. But I want to talk a little bit about first what, you know, the the, the concept of this was about and, and and talk a little bit about what AHEAD is, is trying to do in the space.
1: So thank you for that. Yeah, um, what we're trying to do is really just meet our customers or our potential customers where they are, right? And I'll start there um, and provide some context. We at Ahead, we just launched our first digital banking platform where we want to provide an opportunity for what you see is what you get. No games, you know, no fees. It's you sign up with us, you know, you'll have X opportunity to overdraft your account if you want to up to a hundred dollars, or it's a savings account for you if you do not have any overtraft activity, and there's no fees to hold the account, right? But what we want you to do when you come join ahead is get ahead in terms of your financial literacy and your financial health. And so we're trying to provide opportunities to meet people where they are, right, in their financial journey, because we all need to get grounded in terms of our financial health if, if the last year hasn't shown us that, right? So, um, we were kicked off this streaming series on Twitch because, you know, the gamers play an active role in, you know, creating and, and, and maintaining culture and culture is a big part of anything that we do, right, in terms of product. So our new product needs to meet culture where it is and the gaming industry is where it's at. So on Saturday night, we're kicking off this streaming series called Madden 21, the yard's Experience, which I'm so excited about. Each team is going to be composed of an NFL player, a gamer, and an HBCU student because I was one. Um, (laughs) And and, um, it'll give an opportunity for people to uh, win some cool prizes PX5s, Xboxes, you know, a potential scholarship um and we just want everybody to tune in on you know Saturday night from 5 to 9 on spawn on me um which we are so excited that you are going to host this for us uh, to not only learn about AHEAD, but also uh, participate and learn from some cool panel discussions with some special guests around the sports industry to talk about the importance of financial literacy. So I'll pause there. I could go on and on and on, but I'm sure be an opportunity later for us to talk deeper about it. Yeah.
0: So one of the reasons why I wanted to jump on this with you all when the opportunity came across was again. But some of the stuff that we've been doing over the past couple of years here at Spawn on Me has been very, very specifically geared towards our community. It's always about how do we figure out best ways that we can uplift, spotlight, and showcase the dopeness that we have within our communities, but also how do we get over the hump, right? The humps that we have, multiple versions of those, financial, when it comes to some of the parts of the culture, there's so many things that are happening all the time. That this is a really specific thing that we can be, you know, nimble upon and figure out ways that we can be actionable about and move the needle in a positive way. Uh, so excited that 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 you kind of started this off and are combining and connecting with us gamers in this space to be able to do some of that work. I'm gonna I'm gonna run over to Monica real quick and and and, and get some of your thoughts about, you know, why you wanted to kind of be a part of this particular activation and this kind of and this in this event that's happening fairly soon.
2: Well, to be quite frank, Khalif, birds of a feather flock together, right? Like some <laughs> friends of mine put me on and I read a little bit about it when Kimberly and the head are coming to do and then chatting with you guys in our, you know, green room before we got popping today. Um, but this is the kind of thing that I think in general, like you said, across industries, finding a way to hold on to what we are in that we are the culture as opposed to letting these other publications or... Um, networks, or that's my space, come in and kind of steal our voice, right? And and I totally get it. I always think back to um, Damon Wayans telling Mara, Brock, or Kill that we all have to compromise at some point. And I think that that's real. But when we have the opportunity to kind of control our our narrative, control our ship, um, create our own pathways, I think it's so dope. So Kimberly, hats off to use this. I don't know if you play sports, but it's National Girls and Women in Sports Day, and everything that you are doing represents dope women in sports that go on to be fierce leaders. And so I applaud what you're doing. I'm, I'm super thankful for being here. Thanks for having me, y'all.
0: I, I, I love that. That's that's the stuff that I that I always love to hear because it is that conversation around how do we build and continue to, to to collaborate? I think that there's that conversation that we have all the time around, you know, we're having a lot of stuff happen and we're talking a lot, but like, are we moving together in some of those ways? Mm-hmm. And, and are we kind of building... And combining those things together to kind of move in a, in a better way way you do that work all the time in the music industry and with all the stuff that you do and all the connections that you've made over the years you are one of the classic examples of mixing all the parts of the culture together to be to, to do dope stuff you know what was your your impetus to kind of jump into the to, to the pool on this event too
3: I mean, um, when I was contacted about it, like the biggest thing, um, when I looked at everything overall was me building myself and using myself as, you know, to, to push my social responsibility. Like me, as I learned things, I always feel like I have to pay it forward. I have to speak about, you know, what's going on so that the younger brothers and sisters that's coming up can look and be like, wow, he did that. I can do that, too. So I'm never shy about letting people know where I'm from. Um, I'm never shy about, you know, letting people know my journey because I feel like, you know, our journeys are so similar that history does repeat itself. And when I when I was contacted to do the first stream, because this is my second time working with a head, yeah. but when I did the first one, it was like um for me to take myself out of just doing music and show you know, younger people and people my age, even that you don't have to just be one thing. You can do multiple things. Yeah. That's why it was so important. And I, and I love gaming. Like, I love video games. So it's
0: fun. Yeah. I, I, when I saw when I saw all of you kind of um, within the list of folks that I'm going to talk about in a minute, we have because the star power on this on this stream is going to be fire. I'm so excited for all the right. folks that we're going to have and, and the panels that we're going to do and and all that kind of stuff that, that you know, that got me even more excited about what we're trying to do here um, coming up. Uh, but we, but you know again, mixing and matching these different disciplines of music and sports and, and gaming, all is kind of the way the future is moving. It's, it, it seems like that's just the route that things are going in. Sport, gaming is a multi-billion dollar industry at this point, probably the biggest entertainment industry we have currently that, that has surpassed music and music in some of those ways. Um, so seeing that, you know, folks like yourselves are, are, are digging into the gaming space um, is even cooler to see um, in that way. Um, Kimberly, I want to talk a little bit about the programs themselves that you're, kind of, that you're kind of initiating. I love the fact you talked about, you know, not only the ability for, for a new client who's going to be coming into a head to say, hey, I want to open an account. You know, I don't really necessarily have to worry about the usual things that you're going to see from 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 the kind of, you know, the big banks that that we see, you know, oh, I have to worry about my overdraft fees. I have to worry about all that kind of stuff. What's the what's the main things that you're seeing within the black community, black and brown communities that, you know, when it comes to financial wealth and it comes to financial literacy that ahead is going to be tackling and kind of helping to kind of make, you know, the norm across across the branches that you that you built?
1: So, we want to, in terms of financial literacy, and you know, my tagline is always, I want us to become financially lit, right? Because mm. education is key um, to anything and everything that we do. But I want us to be able to, us being ahead, provide the education that meets customers where they are, because not everyone is going to be on the same path as customers. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, we in the industry, when we create products, we assume a broad stroke to how we create products and assume that the customer will be able to digest it. However, you know, a broad stroke approach takes. We wanna dismantle that, right? We want to segment our educational experience for our customers to meet, you know, a variety of people along their path. So if someone is just beginning in terms of educational exercise to get financially it, we're going to have a tool for that. And then we're going to have a tool for someone that may be further down the line so that it's not a scary, less digestible experience. Because a lot of times these conversations and these educational experiences are scary, right? Because it's a lot of words and stuff that we haven't you know, talked about in our homes. I will be very transparent. We didn't. And I came from a home where I didn't think that I needed to talk about financial literacy until I graduated from college and didn't know what to do with my money. Right. And so it comes down to, I didn't have the education and I needed to figure out how to get that quickly. And how was I going to achieve that with a bank, with my parents, with my social network. And so we want to make it an experience that is digestible for everyone, right? So it is safe. And it's something that's actually an experience for people that they want to maintain and achieve goals on behalf of their relationship with the head. That's the goal. We want to build that trust so that people feel like, you know what, I have a question. If I need to get in a chat, I can ask a question. Some people might want to be able to chat and ask questions, or there's a, you know, a playbook that somebody wants to go and revisit over and over again until they digest it on their own terms that's what we want to provide the flexibility to meet people where they are so we can all get financially lit
0: yeah i I love that knowing that my my first bank account was trash and that my (laughs) my first first experience going and and, and doing my financial beginnings you know started at the the college recruitment table right was was like oh let me go get that first credit card because they had the dope shirt and i was like yo that shirt Yo, it might not fit me, but that credit card gonna work that little 250 (laughs) 250 credit line that I had that then became a $5,000 debt. You know, it's it's all Mm -hmm. those kinds of conversations that we're having, too, about, like, how do we figure out good ways to not get okie-doked and also figure out good ways to be able to build conversations around that financial literacy that we see um, not being taught in schools and sometimes not often being taught within the home uh, because we're all trying to figure that stuff out on our own. Um, wait, no, I'm kind of curious about that from your standpoint. Like, do you remember kind of the first time you started to do that part of the, of the adulting part it was like, all right, so now I got to go get myself a bank account. now I got to go try to figure out yeah. like how I'm going to do that work. What was, was that, was that whole experience kind of like an out of body kind of deal at first? Cause I remember it was rough for me too.
3: Well, my first experience with dealing with having a bank account was, uh, unfortunately I, um, had got hit by a car when I was younger and mm. I had a lawsuit. So my first bank account came the day when I was 18 and I could go to the bank. And me and my mom had been plotting on spending that money since I was a kid. So, you know, there was a responsibility that set, it was a responsibility that set in there. But, um, you know, I think my mom kind of had the right idea. She tried to set me up a little stocks and stuff. But 18 years old, I got a couple of thousand dollars. I thought I was a millionaire at that time. Um, I think, you know, for myself, I had to unfortunately get hurt to learn and when it comes to finances in order to, um get get better at it but you know I've had my hurdles and especially with working in music the crazy thing about in music is like tomorrow you can be broken and the next day you can have so much money I mean the day before you be broken and tomorrow you can have be a millionaire literally so you know as I started to attain you know wealth I got scared like yo I don't ever want to lose this like I don't ever want to <laughs> lose this and I because I'm a father you know I wanted to put myself in the best position that I could grow my wealth in. and now it's like you know I'm, I've been setting my kids up very, very young, like they actually compete over who saves more money. So I, I'm, I'm happy that I can be able to lead, you know, um that, that journey, you know, when it comes to finance, but I'm still learning myself. You know, I, I think that what, what was so dope about what we're all doing on Saturday is not only is it an entertainment thing, but it's an educational thing. Like I'm sitting there and I'm soaking yeah. up game as other people are talking about finance and I'm writing like if I'm like this I'm on my phone taking down notes you know what I'm saying so, so I can share it back with the tribe so you know I'm, I'm really big on that man I mean um, my financial journey has been a long one but I think I'm getting the hang of it
0: Monica I want, I, want to, I want to toss it over to you really quick I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you especially because you deal in the world of sports and we see Often that the conversation happens around athletes not managing their money well um, and and how that can be a a problematic thing, not only for, you know, the the time that they're in their respective leagues, but when that winds up happening, when they have to leave the league, you know, sometimes a little bit earlier because of injury and other things. What are the conversations that you're hearing in the sporting world about money management when it comes to these conversations and, and all of this kind of going down?
2: So, you know, that's super interesting. I don't know if you got to give props to the 30 for 30 broke or to how many guys now have their own production companies, but I think that it is more prevalent a conversation than ever before. I mean, I think about LeBron's joint, Needing Doe, KD and Roz just launched a new series um, about the intersection of investing in tech and money for athletes. Um, It is far more of a fluent conversation, but I, I do think that even though that is still a conversation, I wish that professional athletes had the conversation with their fans a little bit more, Mm. right? Because I think we see, you know, we hop on Instagram and NBA Fits is a whole trend and everybody's mocking NBA Fits, but I I don't know, I think rather, that's an area in which pro athletes could really influence their fan base if they have honest conversations. Because it's not so much, I mean, my grandmother used to say this all the time, it's not what you make, it's what you do with it we can only dream of a professional athlete contract like let's keep it a buck you know what i mean but (laughs) the principles in terms of understanding what is truly important we can apply to whatever our pockets look like you know what i mean so um i applaud athletes that are willing to have these conversations especially the ones that are willing to have them in a way that they're digestible to the average joe
0: yeah i because i know there are so many cats that I know, especially we, we know when I were talking about this, we're basically like block brothers from from the BX where we both kind of grew up. Right. You know, the conversation on the block was always like, yo, I got yo, I got this, I got this joint now. Yo, the I got fit. some dough. I got the fit. Yo, I got right. a little mm-hmm. bit of dough. Yo, what am I gonna spend it on? Right? That's the first thing. Not it's never invested, it's never put it away for a rainy day. It's how can I floss with this dough? Right, and that's a part of the conversation that happens often. Wait, are you're about to you're about to share something.
3: Oh, no, no, oh I'll mean, oh, no. let you finish, but I oh. I, no, I did. But I I wanted to let you finish. No, go, go ahead, I,
0: I want to hear your thoughts on that.
3: Oh, I think that you know Monica made such a great point because, like, working in music, um, I think the the biggest issue that you know, um, and I could just say, coming from where I'm from, you know, our people their vulnerability is a, a big issue. A lot of uh, artists, or athletes don't want to let people know that, like being an athlete or being an artist, it seems like you're a superhero, like you're invincible. And a lot of people don't want to let the, let you know that. Yeah, I actually went broke. You know, they wait until like they're on their journey back to let you know that they, they actually went through it. So I think if there was more transparency, it would it would lead people down more of a right path because when these these artists or these athletes are buying these, you know. bags for their wives or, you know, $6,000 sneakers for themselves. What they're leaving out is that, yo, we're rich. Like don't try this at (laughs) home, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't try this at home and, and and so many people like they look and and they identify, you know, with success as like, I need that to feel whole. And I think that's where the biggest like misconception is, you know, it's, it's, it's so many you know, larger issues. But, man, honesty is key first. Like, you know, if we could get these these guys to be honest, listen, we'd, we'd have a lot more progress.
0: I just saw Monica went to Wait, the bookshelf. No, I just saw listen, Monica went to the bookshelf.
2: We're we not whole, no. this was the Alan Iverson bio. Right? Like, and so when AI talks about how, or he didn't actually write this, but Kent Bab reports about how, you know, he came up on his contract. He had bought cars for his family. Y'all know the story. He came from the 757, hadn't had anything and how quickly that money blew by. And if he hadn't had that deal with Reebok, mm. wh- who knows what AI will be doing now. And so I think to Weno's point, like, I'm not going to rail against Instagram because we all do business on Instagram, but why are you posting your pictures? What are your, you know, what are your real assets looking like? Are you educating yourself? And I'm not saying that from a place that I got it together. Similar to Wayneo, my career path, after uh, three years ago, I lost my full-time job, I was laid off. And so I've had to navigate this freelance situation. My 401k currently is not something that I'm necessarily proud of, but to Kimberly's point, if I'm working with a head, I have an opportunity to get educated and she's gonna meet me where I am, knowing that my intentions are pure, but I just didn't have a nine to five like some of my other friends. Like I was trying to piece it together. Right. I, I love
0: that. I mean again it's that it's that conversation again. I love the 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 point about honesty, right? Because I feel like it is one of those conversations where you know th- that that revolves around mentorship, that revolves around understanding how businesses work. And again, a, a lot of folks, especially you know like myself included, you know trying to figure out what it was like to be able to be like, "Oh, well, I got this hundred dollars and it was a little bit extra. What am I going to do with that stuff? Right. And then there's also a little bit of weird shaming that happens when you have people w- mm-hmm. who, who kind of learn to understand that stuff. I remember talking to somebody uh, back home uh, a couple of days ago and I was like, yo, my financial planner, they were like, you got a financial planner. You bougie. And I was like, yo, fam, like how you going to shame me for having somebody look after the money that I made and I earned. It's not like I just magically found mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Listen, mm-hmm.
3: man. Our, our community definitely shames <laughs> for you being responsible. <laughs> like seriously, and and what I what I always you wanted. Always um, like you drag you in
1: a aspect too. So there's that, right?
3: Yeah, and, and uh, the thing is, is like you know, so many people use that that thing is like I came from nothing or I had nothing. That's not a, a, a license to be irresponsible. But mm-hmm. I wish that we did have more, like especially in entertainment, you know, because. There's nothing like, you know, entertainment where I've seen more black and brown people become millionaires, you know, not necessarily overnight, but very quick. I wish that we had, um, you know, more programs where we we can teach, you know, when we can Mm -hmm. educate and let people know, like, not only the pros, but the cons to, you know, the downside to not being responsible with your finances. It's detrimental to not only you, but your family. If you really care about your family, yeah, you need a financial
0: planner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, especially with the way that things are going currently with the way that the, you know, we had the past 4 years of nonsense that we I'm you know, I'm trying to MIB be blink that out of my mind and hit somebody with that Think about it, right? right? Uh trying to figure that part out, but it is one of those conversations where that conversation about institutional wealth and mm-hmm. passing a thing down to someone else is extremely important. We know that the financial gap between white households and black households is huge. We know that that's a part of the way the system has been built and that we're trying to continue to move past that and move, move forward, you know, through that. I think that's going to be an interesting thing to have it one port, part of the conversation, but then we're also always trying to figure out good ways to massage the culture in a good place to be able to talk about, talk about stuff in a good way. But it's, it's always at this interesting balance, right? Where it's like, all right, you know, Kai got a financial planner, a well, fam got a twenty-four million dollar diamond in the middle of his head. Like, what am I supposed to do with that in the middle of this conversation? Like, if you see me wild out with a crystal, with a with a cubic zirconia in the middle of my head, then you know that I'm trying to floss and it's not actually working. But it's one of those things. As, of like, as long as it's a cubic and not a real diamond, you're all right. I'm just saying, I was like, man, that's going to be the worst snatch and grab I've ever seen on the Internet. It's going to be
3: real bad. Oh, uh, man. I mean, <laughs> we all seen Infinity War, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, the memes Woo!
0: have been wild in the past 24 hours. It has been unbelievable and amazing.
3: Um, but that, that that right there, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, that absolutely. right there is like, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's um yeah. the, another thing is thinking that it can never end. You know um it feels really good when it's when it's coming in but it's like man listen you're not always going to be this young guy that can do all of these crazy things that people will pay for it it's going to be a point in time where it stops you might live to be 150 you know like you don't want to you don't want to cap out at at, at, at uh, 45 and then that's it like you know like so right,
2: right.
0: i mean especially the when other you, piece though yeah i'm sorry monica go ahead
2: the other piece though that i think is super dope about what we're doing and kimberly why i continue to applaud you like I'm not going to knock us for being us, right? Because the sneakers, the jewelry, the drip, whatever you want to call it, is very much a part of our culture. And I think when you look at the history of our people in this country, you know, keeping up with the Joneses goes back to Sunday best, which goes back to slavery and so on and so forth. And then all of us have had the conversation with our parents, keep your mouth shut, we won't talk about money in public. You know what I'm saying? There's a <laughs> privacy thing. So we're working through some things that have just kind of been ingrained in us for generations. But to Wayno's yeah. point, again, like the transparency is so powerful. Now I'm not saying you're to spill your business to everybody, but you find a tribe, you got somebody that's educated, like Kimberly or someone from ahead, and then you work to be better. And if it means, you know what I'm saying, you're rocking your vans an extra summer or two, instead of getting the latest J's, like think big picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's a good yeah, it, it. It, is, it is that balance there. And I think that that's going to be the, 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 the message that we're all trying to drive home this this weekend on the stream. Again, we're going to be doing this from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, here exclusively at twitch.tv slash spawnonme. We're going to be rocking and doing some wonderful things here. I want to go down a little bit of the roster real quick on some of the some of the uh, panels that are going to be happening because there's some real star power here uh, that's going to be really cool. Uh, there's going to be one that's uh, hosted by the fam Aaron Ashley Simon, uh, that one is going to be talking all about uh, uh, gaming in general and how, uh, how, the, how the economic perspective is kind of coming into to that space. Keisha Howard from Sugar Gamers. Mad love to, to Keisha. Uh, also big award winner uh, fam there. Bunny Might Game You. Uh, Brandon Pitts, uh, CEO and founder of uh, Times Play One Up. And the man, the myth, the legend, Just Blaze is going to be rocking on that panel as well. I can't hear horns without thinking about him at this point. Uh, So 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 that's real. Uh, Another panel is going to be called Show Me the Money. Uh, It's going to be talking about um, football and earning a living and how the athletes have been investing in different ventures in the financial space. It's that conversation is really interesting because there seems to be a lot of different changes that have happened throughout the years. I remember when I was growing up back home, being a huge Knicks fan uh, and, and watching you know the, the spree wells be a thing spree well rims was was the thing for a minute and then you know Charles Oakley had his had his uh his car washes that he that he was doing it was like you know food establishments car washes and now it winds up being something where eSports teams have been something that a lot of athletes have kind of been investing in so you know Anthony Brown is going to be moderating that one Edron James former running back from the Colts uh, is going to be there Corey Mays uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs Deion Grant as well Kimberly Morgan you're going to be on that panel as well. So that's going to be awesome yeah. to have you there. Uh, and the last panel uh, that we're going to have that that night is going to be called Breaking the Glass Ceiling, Addressing Gender Equality in Sports. Of course, a huge topic within, you know, the sporting space. We've seen so many dope advancements and so many folks kind of moving into the space. We've seen so many women coaches, so many women officials be in the space. So that's been fantastic. Karen Civil is going to be moderating that panel with panelists, uh, Sancha Deck. Uh, Jessia Pena and uh, Anu Schultz, who is the CEO of Ahead uh, Rocking there. And Shay Dawson uh, and Kimberly, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Maylee from Rock Nation. Uh, they're their player agents. So There's going to be a lot of conversations around player agents uh, and, and how that combination of conversation is going to be working there. And, of course, during the actual NFL part of the stream, the actual NFL uh, gaming part of it, it looks like we're going to have the fam, Amon Green, Adrian Colbert, Rahe- Raheem, Raheem, Mostert uh, is going to be doing there. We're going to have some some dope folks uh, from the HBCU, uh, from the player side, and also some streamers as well uh, rocking over there. Joke, Drini, Prodigy, and Skimbo. Skimbo, man, I haven't seen Skimbo play in a while, so that's going to be really yeah. cool playing the yard, doing that stuff. Uh, before we let you all go, uh, two quick things I want to bug you both about. Kim, if there's any last words you want to share about ahead and and give people a little bit about the socials and stuff like that, I'll give you that stage. And I have the big question of the night for Monica before we get up out of here and and go on to our break.
1: So I will leave everyone with join us, you know, Saturday night. This is the first of many conversations about financial literacy. I'm very passionate about us all getting free with financial lit. To receive. Um, and, <laughs> right. I want to break it down. And, you know, just to Monica's point earlier, right. We all are at different places in this journey of, you know, becoming financially free based on the constructs that have been ingrained in us over time. And we want to be, you know, a partner, a banking partner and meet our customers where they are. So we are looking for you to join us. Start with joining us Saturday night to learn more about us and how we're, being a part of the gaming industry. So exciting.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Before we get up out of here and we let you all go, they are doing this on Super Bowl weekend. So I got to ask you, Monica, yeah. who's going to take it? Who's, who's, who's going to take the chip for, for, for the Super Bowl this year?
2: Um, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs defense has been underrated, and they've played particularly well this last month. I think Patrick Holmes is still a cheat code, and even though Brady and them are four and one against the spread, they've been underdogs the entire playoff run, except I think against my Washington football team. Um, I'm leaning Chiefs.
0: Chiefs, <laughs> it's gonna be Chiefs. close. Monica called it Chiefs. <laughs> called it. Chiefs. Uh, so, oh, <laughs> Weno, any 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 calls on it, Wayno? Oh, I got, man,
3: listen, man. I, I mean, I got, I got, Tom, I got the Buccaneers, man. I mean, Tom Brady, Doug, like, talk about longevity. Like, you know, talk about yeah. longevity. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, like you said, Patrick Mahomes is a cheat code. It's like he's Willie Beam in times 20. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he is, no doubt. I will like, say he definitely good. is. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks, man. I'm going with the Bucks. I don't bet too much against Tom Brady. I dig it. I dig it.
2: I dig it. I feel you on that way. like we could go into a whole other panel about this, but I just, (laughs) he threw four picks. He threw four picks against the Packers. And if Aaron Rodgers and them wasn't scared on fourth down, like we don't know what could have happened. Well, they probably still won't lose, but he did throw four
0: picks. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Also, before I let you all go, Monica, we have a dope show uh, over at the pit of the podcast network that we do uh, called corner three. It's all about the NBA. We definitely gotta yeah. find some time to see if we can snag you to come on and, and rock with that. Please. Wait, wait, no, I gotta get you on just to talk about the BX at some point. Talk about Well, listen, stuff.
3: I talk basketball is my thing. So I would love to talk ball yeah. with Monica. Like that would be fun. And, Let's I, go. and yeah. bring me back again because I want to talk some video games, dog. I wanna talk games.
0: I got you. We're gonna we gonna make that happen for sure. For sure. Round two.
1: Is there a round two happening? I'm happy to do that. I'm yep. saying, and then we, we got to
0: do some more collaboration stuff either either way. Kim. So we got, we got to, we have lots of work to do in the space together and all of that. And if you want to come by and just come hang out, talk about some games, I'm always down for that too. Uh, so I'm that'll dead. be very, okay. very, very cool to get all that stuff done. Everybody, we're going to let this wonderful crew go. But before we do, we are a part of Twitch's Black History Month campaign. We are doing cool stuff with them. I'll be on the front page of Twitch on Tuesday, I believe the 9th, of next week uh rocking some games and playing some stuff over there before we go into our break i'm just going to play a little bit of a trailer that the wonderful folks over at twitch made for us you may see somebody you know in that bad boy so we'll see you all on the other side guests thank you so much for coming through and we'll see you all very very soon much love to y'all and peace thank you peace. peace peace I'm all about my bars and flows. Trust me, I take my time. Hello, everyone. My name's Ame.
3: Here to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that you really, really, truly got this.
2: People would consistently ask, how did you get your game to look like this? I taught people how to create their own game style. Welcome to the Black Girl Gamers Online Summit. What do you mean we don't play video games? We're not unicorns. We
1: are out here. We set the tone and we set the precedence for what we're putting out there.
0: We all have thoughts about what we are seeing, hearing, and feeling in the world today. That's why shows like this are so important.
1: (laughs) Let's go!
3: You're going to do it.
1: I think that people have realized the power of impact that gamers have.
3: Black, beautiful, blessed, and highly favored.
0: what up everybody thank you so much for coming back this is the spawn of me podcast i'm your host Khalif adams this episode in the past four episodes have been sponsored by uh, wonderful folks over at team liquid thank you again go to tl.gg slash spawn to be able to copy yourself some dope wares and some dope new team liquid gear thank you everybody from fanbite for coming through for the raid massive love to y'all bongo dingus to everybody uh in fanbite land mad happy to have you all here on the stream. Uh, we have a couple of things to talk about this week in terms of news. There is a couple of things that were interesting that kind of came up during uh, the week. One is everybody in a mama has been talking about Lady Dimestru from Resident Evil, of Resident Evil Village. It has been wild to see so many people talk about wanting to get stomped out by a nine foot woman. I've never seen any, <laughs> I've never seen so much conversation happen about wanting to get stepped on, wanting to get crushed, wanting to get smushed, wanting to get all the things that you can get some done to you by a very tall and and, and fairly attractive zombie woman. Uh, that is wild to me. I appreciate all the thirst that I've seen on the timeline. It is pretty dope. It is fantastic. The folks over from Capcom actually uh, talked about and confirmed her height because everyone was like, yo, how tall is she? We have no clue how tall she actually is. Uh, and they have confirmed that she is nine feet point two tall, two inches tall, uh, which means that she is the biggest enemy that we've seen within the Final Fantasy universe in oh, no, the Final Fantasy universe. That would be funny. <laughs> you don't want to see her in Final Fantasy <laughs> in the, the Resident Evil universe. Um and she big. I like it. I ain't mad at it at all. I'm. I, I like to be a tall woman. My wife is tall, so I ain't mad at it. It's it's dope. Uh, also, put her in Final Fantasy. I want to see her ride a chocobo. I want to see <laughs> that happen as soon as possible. I want that to be a huge thing that we see happen uh, going forward. That's going to be very very cool to make that a thing. Um. So that was an interesting part of the the, the equation. It was great to see so many folks around the industry talk about this. Uh, put all their their thirstiness on the timeline in real ways. It was wild to see so many people talk about that uh, and be so excited for that particular thing. So that was very, very cool. Um, The other big piece of news that happened this week was around EA Sports. EA Sports, um, you know, there's been a big conversation for a long period of time about, you know, is college football going to be a thing that's ever going to come back? You know, we've had, you know, uh, Brett Miller here from the Madden team on the show in the past couple of years talking about that, who came from the Madden side of the fence. And he was a part of that, uh, part of that franchise for a long period of time. He had done that work in, in those spaces. Um, and it looks like we are going to get some football back. We're going to get football back from the college standpoint. The biggest question that, that kind of arose from that conversation was, does that mean that you know NFL? I'm sorry, NCAA players are going to have their likenesses in the game, because a couple of years back the conversation around another football game happening was tainted. Because not tainted, it was it was it was bigger because of the conversation around you know are you going to pay people for their likenesses? Are you going to pay the leagues for you know the, their respective players? Are you finally going to give student athletes some actual money as opposed to making all these millions of dollars off their backs while playing? the games in that way. From the way it sounds currently, it doesn't sound like they're going to have their names and likenesses in the game. Um, that is a interesting place to see where the franchise is going to be going. Um, uh, one of the conversations that happened specifically around that was about, you know, the California law that was put in place about, you know, kind of enforcing some of the, the restrictions on some of that stuff. Um, I'm trying to find, there's a quote in here that that's pretty great. Um, it said, on January 11th, NCAA announced that it would delay the members vote on a proposal to let college athletes benefit from their name, image, and likeness. This would allow, for example, football players to be paid for endorsements, autographs, and appearances <clears throat> at private camps, clinics, and theoretically for appearances in video games. The NCAA tabled the proposition, the proposal, because of judicial political enforcement issues on subsequent recommendations from NCAA and President Mark Emmett, the organization said in a statement, Polygon, from where I got the story, has reached out to EA, and they have yet to hear back on that to say if they are going to um, continue with that and see if that's going to be a part of the equation. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how that winds up working. Um, It was going to be wild to see what happens there in that space. Uh, because of everything that's happening there. Um, so we're going to see what happens when it comes to the conversation around the NCAA and around everybody uh, kind of hopefully getting paid for their likenesses. That's going to be a huge part of the equation. Big shout out to everybody who just came in from Grand Pooh Bear's uh, channel. Massive and Shout out to everybody who love to everyone there in podcast land and in Twitch land as well. Massive love to you all for coming in and hanging out with us tonight. Um, it's going to be really cool to see what this means for the rest of the kind of sports space, right? We're, we're, we're going to see, uh, soon what, what that means in terms of, you know, companies kind of thinking about what they want to do, uh, other organizations who have likenesses of players, what that means for them, you know, how they're going to kind of mix and match and see how those things are kind of going to work together. Um, it's going to be really cool to see what happens when, you know, and if EA decides to pay all these players for their likenesses, I don't know what that means for the actual game itself. We saw what happened with all pro football uh, some years ago with 2K where that game was a pretty, pretty cool game. It was a, it was a fun game, but it didn't really hit in the same way because of the lack of the license names. You know, you had these kind of generic teams, you had these generic players, you had a couple of folks who were on each team, uh, you know, in that game, but they were, you know, Hall of Famers. They weren't, you know, uh, cl- uh, current current uh, players in the league. Um, So that's going to be a really interesting thing to see where that lands in that conversation. Um, Ice Cold Brew in the chat says, but seriously, I would hope EA takes a turn to leads on this. It'd be great to see uh, games played on some of my favorite college teams, but also make sure those students get the financial security of being paid in a game. Yeah, like, I don't know how they're going to necessarily flip it so that you don't have this this kind of dichotomy between you know the players and the 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 game that's in that space like i don't know what they're going to do are they going to have like generic versions of the college teams which is also super weird where you don't have players who are super well known but they're also you know in that space like they're just there already like how is that actually going to work in 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 a bigger way is going to be the the conversation that i want to see kind of tackled there. I don't know what they're gonna do about that in that way. Um, but it will be pretty cool to see what's gonna happen in that space and what's gonna what's it gonna mean um in terms of gaming uh titles going forward that 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 have athletes in it in some of those ways. It's gonna be really cool to see uh what's gonna happen there. Um in the in another sports conversation, uh the MLB the show is going to now be on both consoles. It was usually a console exclusive to PlayStation. That is no longer the case. They're now going to be on both platforms, which is fantastic. I love the show. <laughs> I like a null. A null says University of America. <laughs> that's actually the way that's going to wind up working, I'm sure. Um, the show being on both consoles is going to be dope. I am very hyped about that. The show continues to be the best football game on the planet. I'm mean, not football, baseball game on the planet. Uh, it continues to be the most beautiful and best representation of football that we see. Um, So having that be a thing uh, within the space is going to be pretty fantastic. Um, I'm excited for what that means for uh, Sony uh, San Diego. Uh, I love that studio. Ramon Russell, who is brilliant and continues to do fantastic work, who I'm dying to still get on the show. I need to go bug him and see if I can get him on the show at some point. That's going to be really awesome to see how that plays itself out too. Because... That's going to be another one of those conversations where we see a studio that was going and and usually on the, the the Sony side of things, kind of going free agent, right? And once they've gone free agent, what does that mean for everything else that's going to be happening in the space for other, uh, other studios? Like, will we ever see a studio like Naughty Dog do that? I doubt it. Uh, you know, will we see folks like now... Um, Borderlands, which is, you know, got bought out, and uh, Gearbox got bought out by another company, uh, fairly soon. Like, what does that mean for conversations around some of their games too? Even though they were never, um, exclusive, they were, you know, kind of dipping and diving into other different pots and trying to figure out ways to kind of compete in that space and now getting, getting purchased. I want to see now, you know, we're still waiting to see what the conversation is going to look like from Bethesda, uh, in that space and what that means for them. Uh, now being under the Xbox umbrella, but it's going to be really cool to see how sports is going to change in an interesting way. It's going to be cool to see how, um, you know, these ac- acquisitions are going to change to, in, a, in a really good way. There's lots of fun stuff that's happening in the gaming space right now. We just all need to figure out where we're going to land with all with all that kind of stuff, um, which is going to be pretty damn cool for everybody involved and, and a lot of fun for all of us at home who get a chance to play all this stuff. Um, Last thing before we get up out of here and go to our post show, so remember, uh, we're going to drop the recorded part of the stream uh, for everyone who's listening in podcast land and all the folks who are listening in YouTube spaces, uh, but we're going to hang out here on Twitch for a little bit longer for maybe another 10, 15 minutes and hang out with all of you who just came in, especially the folks who came in from Pooh's Ray to talk a little bit and do some, do some hanging out there. Um, I just started to play God of War again and uh, um, Division 2 on, P- uh, on PS5. Uh, because they got their upgrades to 60 frames per second. It is a interesting thing about just how much, and again, I've been playing on PC for a while, so I'm used to games being at a certain frame rate. Um, It is significantly better when your games can hit a solid 60. Hitting 60 on console will make a game that was kind of unplayable or not fun to play something that you will go back to and go play. Division 2 was that game for sure. I was not going to go play that game um, anymore on console. Like, I was stopping. I wasn't going to do any more of it because it wasn't really worth my time to get to do that. When I have volumetric lighting, I have all this really cool stuff that I see in the PC version, smoke and stuff, especially in Division. It's a different game on PC in a real way because of the the, the graphical fidelity and the stuff that they do with lighting and smoke and stuff like that. Like, you will actually get into a fight and have enemies flank you because they were undercover of debris and smoke and stuff, um, which makes that conversation really different. It's actually pretty pretty phenomenal if you play that game on PC. Now going back to playing it on console, it is infinitely more playable uh, in its now current state, at least when I'm playing it on PS5. Those extra frames make a huge difference in the way that I play that game, and it makes a huge difference in my enjoyment of that game for sure. Um, so, uh, I would say, you know, if you're thinking about checking that game out, it's super cheap. I think somebody the other day was saying that the, the base game is like less than 10 bucks right now on the PSN store. If you're, have been interested about that game, go jump into that thing and, and, and play that thing. Um, God of War on the other hand, actually really interestingly enough, you would think cause that game is a couple years old that it would still kind of, it, it doesn't have that same polish that you would think that it did. Uh, as soon as you saw it, cause you've seen games now that kind of look, have looked better than that. I am dying to see what these folks are going to be doing on next gen hardware. The fact that that game still looks as good as it does in the state that it does on PS5 as a PS4 game. No, they didn't do any enhancements besides the, the latest checkerboard, uh, update that, you know, pulled it up to, to 2060p, 2160p, um, that thing still looks gorgeous. That thing is still nuts to look at. Uh, there are parts of that game that still, when you look at it, you're just like, "Damn, this looks good. This is really brilliantly and beautifully done. Uh, how well this thing looks." So that that is pretty cool to see how that has has been in the space for sure, um, and how that actually looks uh, in comparison to to you know the original part of that game. Um, so I think that's it for this week. I think you know we've had uh, you know again a a, a fantastic conversation. With our friends Wayne, uh, O, Monica, and Kimberly, talking about what we're going to be doing this weekend. This weekend, five to nine uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come back here to spawn spawnomee.com, twitchtv <laughs> spawn Uh We're going to be on the front page of Twitch, uh, doing our stream with them. Uh, we're going to let them rock on our channel, and we're going to be co-hosting it with them. And they're going to be doing all that work to, to talk about financial uh, literacy and, and, and having some fun with some Madden tournaments and and some fun stuff there. So going to be some NFL stars on that stream on our channel, it's going to be some, uh, you know, industry, industry stars on our channel, hanging out with us and, and, and give them some love and some support. I will be in the chat for the week, uh, for the, for the night, uh, probably doing some moderation and, and hanging out in the chat, um, helping mod stuff there uh, and, and helping on the back end, uh, so you might not see my pretty face on, on the stream, but I'll, I'll be a part of the stream running stuff in the back end. Um, and so make sure you're coming here. Uh, TD, can you throw that chat, that link in the chat for a head again? Uh, that would be fantastic. Um, and again, next week I will be on the front page of Twitch, uh, doing some cool stuff, uh, here on our channel again, uh, rocking for the Twitch B Uh, Black History Month activation. I will also be streaming very, very soon uh, on the Xbox channel. I'm going to take over the Xbox Twitch channel and stream for two hours over there as well in some upcoming weeks. I'll be sharing more of that information out on social. So cool things are happening there. We're going to be doing a stream with Blessing, um, Rihanna, and Paris over on Rooster Teeth for Black History Month. So, we'll be doing a panel there called Gaming in Color, talking about all the cool stuff that we're doing there for Rooster Teeth. Uh, so, we have a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be working on and maybe doing some stuff with What's Good Games as well as and, and some other folks in the space as well. Uh, so, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming up for us here on Spawn of in the next couple of weeks for Black History Month and beyond. <laughs> so, we have a lot of cool stuff happening there for sure. Again, if you are new to the channel, thank you so much for coming through. We are the Spawn on Me podcast, the premier, premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. All are welcome. All are welcome to come hang out with us while we have this wonderful time here uh, on Twitch and on Podcast Land. So um, if you're new, follow, hit the follow button. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. If you want to subscribe, hit us, hit us up on youtube.com. If you want to subscribe over there, we're trying to get all of our channels to 20,000 followers so you can help us make that happen for sure. Uh and again give some love to the folks over at FanBite because FanBite is now the folks who are hosting us and rocking with us. They are the folks who brought us into their fold and their podcast network. So give the folks over at FanBite uh some love as well over there uh and think that they deserve all the love that they get because they are pretty fantastic. And if you love basketball go check out our show Corner 3 that we do every week. Uh we will be recording that next one tomorrow and that'll probably go up tomorrow evening uh not sure what the topic is going to be this year uh, this week uh in terms of uh corner three but we'll have some dopeness for you it's going to be me nikki grayson and john warren uh the the head honcho over at fanbite doing some cool stuff over there so everybody in twitch land hang out everybody in podcast land we'll see you next week for the spawn me podcast thank you so much for coming through Post show is coming up right now on Twitch. Everybody in the chat hang out for another two minutes and we'll be right back after that. And everybody else, peace and good night. We'll see you very, very soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.